0: Hello, and welcome to First Aid Insights, a podcast presented by the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration, that's IPA for short. My name is Julia O'Hanlon, and I'm a staff member with IPA. We're located in the Biden School of Public Policy and Administration. In keeping with the U.S. Administration for Community Living's Celebration of Older Americans Month, IPA and First Aid Insights have dedicated several conversations on community and university partnerships related to aging in place. As a follow up to my conversation with Maggie Bretonayaka, Executive Director of Lori's Hands several weeks ago, I had the opportunity to speak with several student volunteers and a Lori's Hands client on May 24th. Lori's Hands is a great organization in Newark, Delaware, providing service learning models that connect college students volunteers with older community members living at home with a chronic illness. Enjoy the discussion. So, today I am joined by three of Lori's Hands participants, Gabby Leary, Elise Hands, and Ruth Crump. So, Gabby and Elise have both served as student volunteers, and Ruth has been a Lori's Hands client, helping with her family member. And I just want to thank you all for joining me today. I thought we could start off by having You each chat a little bit about how you got involved with Lori's Hands initially. So Gabby, did you want to kick us off?
1: Sure. I am a senior biology student interested in healthcare and I'm kind of in pre-med here at UD. So when I heard about Lori's Hands, I thought this was the perfect opportunity to have a little bit more experience with know what I might see in my future. I have really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to do this, even if I wasn't going to pursue that, but it definitely has been beneficial when considering what I might want as a future career in healthcare.
2: Fantastic. And what about you, Elise? I joined Lori's Hands and enjoy it because both of my parents have been involved in the healthcare industry, either as a primary care doctor or running a nursing home. So I feel like I've been surrounded by people like the Lori's Hands clients and thought it would be a good idea to get some experience. Great. And at least what what's your academic program and interest? I'm currently doing a bachelor's of science in chemistry, and I plan on doing pharmaceutical research eventually after school. Ruth, how did you learn about Lori's Hands? Well, I was looking
3: for any kind of help and assistance that I could get for myself with my husband with Parkinson's. I found it was a bit overwhelming in the beginning. So I was reaching out to different industries and different hospitals and programs. And I reached out to St. Francis Life Center. And one of the or One of the um, employees there had given me some information on Lori's hands, which immediately stuck chord with me because I, I retired from the University of Delaware. So it felt like it was meant to be. And it was. It was absolutely meant to be.
0: That is fantastic. And so, Ruth, uh, we'll start with you on this question. What have been some of the highlights of your uh, shared experiences with Gabby and
3: Elise? Well, they prepared and brought dinner to my husband and I, and it was excellent. They're excellent cooks. So we had a great time there. Then a few days later, they showed up here as a surprise with brownie mix. So we made brownies here <laughs> and enjoyed the brownies. It's just it's just always very intriguing for me to be... A part of, of these two lives, I, I love it. I've, I've always, I've always felt like I was adopting two more people, and I I would in a second. So that's that's just the way it's been. It's been magnificent, and I think Elise and Gabby had a, a rather unique experience with my husband learning about the TV show The Waltons. <laughs> oh yes, The Waltons. I remember The Waltons. but they saw it here
1: yeah (laughs) an oldie but a goodie that's a great show I got very invested in that show
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so with that what what have been some of your biggest takeaways um from your involvement and and your time with with Ruth
1: yeah so I think the great thing for Elise and I is actually we already knew each other beforehand. We are roommates. And so we were grateful that we had the opportunity to be together for that sense. It made it definitely a little bit more comforting, but I think like from the start, we were nervous. We just didn't know what to expect or like what we would be doing. And I think the biggest takeaway is that we have been able to form a relationship with Ruth that I don't think we would have imagined we would have had when we first started. Do think that it is just great that we could come and be with her and talk about anything and everything, and there's no gaps in conversation. We are always um, entertained by each other, learning something new. So even if we weren't actually performing a task or something, I think it was nice that we were just able to be here and and talk to Ruth. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think the majority of our relationship was definitely like around companionship and trying to, I guess, bring some excitement into the house and just kind of relax and have fun for a while, whether we were like watching TV or having milkshakes. But (laughs) I was always really fun. And we would have plans to come here for an hour and end up staying for two. And (laughs) just because we were having a good time and actually formed like a real relationship with Ruth. That's fantastic to hear. What do
0: you think is the biggest thing that you've learned from one another? Something
2: maybe you weren't expecting. I think that I really learned how resilient and positive people can remain like while they're dealing with a chronic illness, which that was really surprising to me. I kind of thought it would be, I guess, more I don't know I just thought it would be different like um even when we do see Jim like he'll, he'll like have an attitude With <laughs> you, and it's like nice to see that there's still like personality and fun in the home Gabby what do you what do you think
0: what was your biggest what's one of been one of the biggest learning moments for you
1: like I guess this kind of relates to what we have already talked about with what our relationship is like with Ruth, but I think both of us had the expectation that we were coming here to maybe help do things that Ruth like wouldn't want to do. Like, I don't know, like I didn't want yeah. to <laughs> I think we expected that we would be doing more like things like moving boxes or something, or like we would help maybe like put dishes away or fold laundry. Like we weren't necessarily expecting that Ruth would have all of that stuff taken care of. And we would really just be here in case, you know, she had to run out to the store. I think we didn't expect that. And so the thing that I guess I learned is just that just because somebody has a chronic illness and needs help, it doesn't mean that they need help doing things like that they don't want to do I guess is my thing like just doing like daily activities and it might just be that they want company. They just want somebody to um be there to hang out with them. I think that is maybe not the answer you're looking for, but that oh, is- that's it's whatever it is. Ruth, what do you think? Like what do you what's one of the
0: biggest things you've learned from having the girls there?
3: I have learned that I have become more human since the girls have been coming. Honestly, everyone in our, fam- in our family was worried about me and whether or not I was going to have a breakdown or something. And when these two started to come, they said, oh, we'll bring a surprise. I said, it's just always a nice surprise when you guys come. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. And it meant the world to me to have these goosebumps that I have right now talking about them and, and Jim enjoy, although he doesn't have the opportunity to really entertain a lot, nor does he have the desire to entertain, but he used to be very social. And I think with these two starting to come, some of that has come back out again. I've noticed a big change in him. So that makes a big difference to me as well. And our entire family has said, "What a change it's been!" So, that's I. I would have loved to have somebody come and, and do the dishes. <laughs> that wasn't what I needed at that. Time. So, yeah. so these these two were perfect.
0: That's fantastic! I'm so happy to get to to talk with all three of you. Are there any additional features of the Lori's Hands program that you would want to share with? you know, your own peers, whether it's your student peers or Ruth, you know, friends or neighbors in, in the Newark community that you'd want folks to know about the program?
3: I just think everybody, well, not everybody, but everyone who's in need should reach out to Lori's Hands for whatever their situation might be so that, that the students can relate to that and find out, welcome to the real world. I, I think it's a, an amazing opportunity for both the students and those of us who are no longer students. I can't say enough about it. I, I just am totally enthralled.
0: That's great. So one of the things um, Maggie and I were chatting about when we talked was sort of the importance of having like intergenerational opportunities and the benefits to, you know, multiple generations in, in having those opportunities to share, you know, just different life experiences and just provide different perspective. Is that something that, that you all have found uh, and that were, were you surprised about that? I know you mentioned a little bit, like you weren't kind of sure exactly what to expect, Gabby, when you came, but talk a little bit about that aspect. I mean, the, the intergenerational aspect is that something that, that you would say is like really beneficial to, you know, and you would maybe offer an opportunity to have your peers engage in at some point?
1: Yeah, I think definitely one thing, especially with Lori's hands, I think for us, it it was a little bit more relatable since Elise has had a, Experience and exposure to kind of like what it's like with healthcare, and with her family, and my desire to want to kind of pursue a career in that. But I also don't like think that you need to have those desires or that background to participate in Lori's hands. There's um, something about just connecting with people that is part of the Lori's hands process, and like in my experience at least, and it's not necessarily something where it's like I want to help people in a capacity like a healthcare later in life. It's just that I want to be able to make connections with people and just like be of service to others, I guess. And I think that's a thing that people might not realize with glorious hands is that you can have absolutely no experience with healthcare, want to have any experience with that and still participate in it. So that's something that I would definitely say as far as like my peers or people who are even just starting at the university to get exposure to things like this. It's definitely a great opportunity, despite what you want to do with your life. And with that, yeah, just like the values of the intergenerational relationships there. I know I can talk way too much to any person and at least can definitely vouch for me there that I um, talk a little bit too much sometimes, but I think that there is a difference between how the two of us talk with our friends and and people at school versus what it's like to even talk to my family and and other people that I meet in the community. And I think Ruth is kind of being like us being able to talk with like our, our family at this point. Like we can tell her everything about our day and hear everything about hers. And it's not weird. And it's nice to just hear about when we told her about our trip and she tells us about her other experiences and, and her time at the university, I am a tour guide. So she, we kind of related on the fact that she worked in the admissions office and I'm a tour guide. She knew what that looked like for me and even offered me some advice when I was struggling with that. So I think that it's definitely been beneficial in just being able to communicate with anybody. At least to you, and you can both
0: answer this. But you have both expressed and said you're interested in in healthcare related careers. How do you think your involvement in this program would will help with that future?
2: So for me, since I know Gabby wants to do would like to do more like patient contact, and I kind of want to contribute to the healthcare industry from like behind the scenes chemically. Um, So I wouldn't have any patient contact or anything, but I always think that having some sort of understanding about, like, why you're doing something and, like, who it will affect is always beneficial to a career and also, like, a driving force. As far as intergenerational relationships, I'm an only child, so... And my grandparents live really far away from us, so I barely get to see them, especially with COVID. So I think, like, coming over to Ruth and Jim's house kind of, like, filled a little hole, I guess, because I have, like, almost no interactions with older people. Don't call me granny. (laughs) But (laughs) to, like, have exposure to a different age group that I don't really get to see often. That's great. Ruth, question
0: for you. We talked a little bit before we started this interview about my interest in uh, and research on aging in place in Delaware. Tell me about what that means to you. Is, is that something that's imp- important for you?
3: Absolutely. One hundred percent. When my husband was confined to the bed, I was more interested in getting PT for him and getting him up. I don't, I don't want him in bed. I want him to move. And I feel as though, you know, the programs that are involved with aging in place are tantamount to this community, to this age group. Nobody wants to go to a nursing home. You know, I would do anything in the world to stay right here. Well, I'd like for my husband to be up and about again, but I don't think that's going to happen. But we're still together. So that's okay.
0: And then what, I mean, what does that mean for you to age? Like, how does that look and feel for you? Like, what's important in terms, I know somebody mentioned going out and running errands or going to the grocery store, like, you know, in terms of your community and where you live and what does that mean to be able to age in place successfully for you?
3: Well, I'm fortunate. I'm right outside of town. So I have perfect access to A grocery store within five minutes, and I do my orders online, and they bring the groceries out to the car, and I come right back home again. So, Jim is not without me here. Most of the time, I still have somebody stay with him just in case. But he's always watched. I have cameras in the house, and I can watch him when I leave. And if he starts to do something that I don't think he should, I will remind him that I'm watching. So, you know, I and he doesn't realize that we have a camera, so he doesn't know how these things happen, but <laughs> he might now, he may have heard me, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I have been very fortunate and my neighbors are absolutely phenomenal. If I call and I need help urgently, they're here in a flash. So I've been fortunate with that as well. That's great. And then
0: for Gabby and Elise, is the aging in place concept something that you had, have been familiar with or, you know, had heard about before or, or is, you know, are there aspects of aging in place, like the ability to like have social supports nearby or be close by to, you know, goods and services? Is that something you'd thought about
2: before For me, I kind of didn't really understand the appeal of aging in place, probably because of my dad's experience, like with the nursing home. And also a bunch of my relatives have chosen to not age in place. Um, So I haven't really been exposed to that before. But I think after being in Lori's hands, I can understand that there is a difference in why someone would choose to not go to a nursing home or living facility. Just because at times it can definitely be better to be surrounded by your community and not be moved somewhere in old age and also just have, I guess, more connections that you're used to and rely on them can be like more comforting than doctors and nurses coming to help you and not really feeling like loved, I guess. Yeah. And as we know, I mean,
0: everybody has very unique circumstances. And so what's right for one family or person may not be for another. And so I guess, you know, from my perspective and I put my public policy hat on, I think it's, you know, important to kind of consider having these different long-term care options, whether it is more institutional settings or opportunities to, you know, stay within your home or community as long as you'd like to. Um, so having that choice or, you know, there's options available.
1: I definitely think from my personal experience, I've only had one relative who has really even had to, I guess, age in place. Um, and that's my grandfather. And he loves that he can be independent. He lives completely alone. My mom gets a call from him almost every day. Like he loves that he's able to go out to the store and come home and come back to his house and watch baseball and fall asleep on his couch. Mm -hmm. Like he will tell you that, that that is his favorite thing. And luckily, you know, he has the ability to do so because in my other experience, my grandmother had to be in a hospital for a while. Unfortunately, my dad worked in the same hospital, so he would go and visit her. But that was the best scenario for her was that that would be how she would age. And, um, him and his sister would be able to go and visit her whenever. And of course he would make special trips since he worked there, he would break the rules a little bit, <laughs> but, um, that, so there's definitely, I've had exposure, I guess, to these two different scenarios and they're being completely different. My grandfather can completely take care of himself and my grandmother, unfortunately could not do that. So I do think that being involved in Lori's hands so has made me more aware of the resources available to people when in terms of aging in place. Because in my experience, yeah, my grandfather lives by himself, but he doesn't need, you know, any help. You know, the most help that he needs is when he can't figure out how to print something and he has to call my mom. So that is um I think something that I've really learned with this. And even in our class that we've taken is just um hearing about different resources, especially like Lori's hands where there will be people who can come to the house and help and you could still kind of continue in your daily routine but then have extra resources that you might not necessarily have elsewhere I guess.
2: Yeah I I agree I had no idea how many resources there were available.
1: I think we both kind of imagined it just you're on your own not like okay okay if you need transportation somewhere, you can have transportation. If you need somebody to come here for an appointment, somebody will come to your house for an appointment, you know, if even delivery, like I guess I kind of knew of like mail order delivery of medicines, but even like things like that, when you really think of all of those minor details that you would probably glance over, there are so many resources that can support aging in place. And if that is the choice of the individual, if they're able to do so, and I think that there is a lot of comfort there. So, I guess a
0: final question to to you, Ruth. What are some of the important things that you'd like, like Gabby and Elise, to take away from, you know, being university students and going out into the workforce eventually, and being inter- both interested in healthcare? What What are your, like your major words of wisdom to share
3: with them? Go forth and prosper. How about that word of wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just happy to hear what they both just said about, you know, not having any ideas to the resources that are available to help with aging in home. I didn't have any instinct at all of any of these resources until it happened. So I was, you know, kind of thrown into the, into the fire and I had to work my way out. But fortunately, I've had help with both of these two to work my way out. So, and they have just been, they've been a joy. That's all I can say. They've been a joy.
0: Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to all three of you today. I thank you for your time and for sharing your wonderful experiences with our listeners today. And I wish you all the best in whatever comes your way. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. To learn more about Lori's Hands and opportunities to get involved, please visit lorishands.org. To learn more about IPA's work related to aging in place and other program areas, please visit ipa.udel.edu.